back again with another segment of the things that we learned this offseason with the Cleveland Browns. On to the big uglies up front. We'll let you know why. That staying strong, staying tough, and staying with that running game, as far as your offensive lineman is concerned, is something that the Cleveland Browns hang their hat on. We'll talk about it coming up next on the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host, Garrett Bush, at G Bush. 91. We appreciate everybody makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every day, whether it's on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you follow and subscribe, of course, to the Lockdown Browns podcast now on YouTube. Um, guys, I like round numbers. We're at like, you know, 1,100. Let's get that to like a 1,200. I'm a round number type of guy. I can't round up in this scenario. So why don't you help us all out? Get us over to 1,200 subscribers. Appreciate everybody being along for, uh, you know, the new journey here of Lockdown Browns as we go uh, you know, the video route here with the show. Um, as Garrett had mentioned here, I'm going to get to a couple more segments here on 10 things we learned about the Cleveland Browns this offseason. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the offensive line. Uh, we're going to talk about a little about the defensive tackle room. And we're going to play a what-if card here today. Say Deshaun Watson is and does end up suspended for one year. Again, no information here. No, we're just playing a what-if card, so. Don't need any reaction to it that way, guys. Um, I'm going to go. We're going to go through a list here, some free agent quarterbacks, and see if the Browns would be maybe possibly interested in picking up the phone and bringing in some competition for Jacoby Brissett. Um, the offensive line here, and one thing that has been solid with this team for the two years through Coach Stefanski's regime thus far is the offensive line. You know, Jedrick Wills now going into year three. Joel Batonio for what I feel most of us here in Cleveland feel um, trending towards a hall of fame career uh, on the interior. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about Nick Harris. looks like Nick Harris is now going to take over as your starting center here in his third year in 2022, right guard, not enough superlatives to talk about Mr. Wyatt Teller and his play to this point um, just seems to improve. And Wyatt Teller is one of those guys that can seem to find a negative from each season and use it as his, basically his fuel, to get him through the offseason, get him ready to come in and try and be even better than he was the season before. And Jack Conklin at right tackle. Browns adjusted the contract. Jack Conklin is currently here for what would be a one-year deal for 2022 for the Browns. Um, Jack Conklin, it's been a, you know, it's been almost kind of like a Baker Mayfield in a smaller sample size. 2020, Jack Conklin was fantastic, was an all-pro. 2020 injury marred season. Um, certainly didn't see the best out of Jack here. Um, but Garrett, there are a couple of ways to look at this. And we kind of got into this yesterday when we discussed the running back position. Um, with the emphasis on the offensive line and certainly with the emphasis with the running backs, it looks like you were geared or it's your insurance policy for however long this team has to play with Deshaun Watson. You know the running game is a huge, huge part of this team. You may have to wait for the evolution of the passing game uh, for when Deshaun Watson can inevitably play for this team. So keeping this line intact, and I think the first one I want to hit on here is definitely Nick Harris taking over for J.C. Treader. Uh, J.C. Treader 
it's not a knock on JC. Um, and I think JC's career in Cleveland probably ended up going even longer than some folks in Cleveland thought it would. JC, the knee is, it's kind of degenerative. Um, and JC Trader had to do everything he could to be out there every Sunday. Um, extremely, extremely limited practice player. Um, here was a guy that most of the time just showed up on Friday, you know, got, you know, whatever updates there were to the offense, to the game plan for that week, went out on Sunday and certainly did his job and did his job admirably well. There's no question about it. But you drafted Nick Harris in 2020. Uh, in his rookie year, he played a little bit on the interior um, at times and why Teller had missed a little time. Um, got one start in 2021 against the Green Bay Packers, a game where Nick Harris actually looked really, really solid. He's been groomed for this. And I think the thing with making this switch, and as difficult as it is to move on from J.C. Treader, you know, he was, you know, Joel Batonio, a fantastic player, but you talked to Joel Batonio and there were not enough superlatives he could speak about J.C. Treader. Um, but Nick Harris, he was the starting center every day in practice for two calendar years. Um, finally got to show his wares against the Green Bay Packers. Played extremely well. Um, it was a really, really difficult thing to move on from J.C. Treader, but you were in an awkward spot with Nick Harris where he had basically done everything to have this job, and it essentially was the kid's time. And Browns really had no choice. Obviously, they save a little bit of money on a scenario like this, but it was time to see you know Nick Harris and give him the opportunity that he had put in the work for. Yeah, when you look at Nick Harris, um, a guy they drafted, and, and this is just a testament to – um, good organizations, good general managers, and, and good scouting departments. Because um, at some point in time, we have gap players, what we we, we like to call them. J.C. Treader to me, was a fill-in-the-gap type player. Um, Jarvis Landry was a fill-in-the-gap type player. Those players who who you, you see who are your, your first big free agents that you get, the first set of um, you know free agents that you get into the building, into your program, that kind of change the culture, change how you guys go about doing things, and show other teams that hey, look, the Cleveland Browns are on the map. When they got Jarvis Landry, that really transformed the offense, and then they got J.C. Treader as an anchor inside, as as the center, uh, and, and and they he helped transform the Cleveland Browns into one of the best offensive line groups in the league. We're gonna see now just how good Bill Callahan is. We're going to see how, just how well those scouting report uh, departments have, have done in scouting some of the replacements, right? So now you look at the fact that you, you put a Nick Harris in there. Um, they beefed him up. He, he definitely gained 20 or so, or so odd pounds. Uh, and they were already planning for this. If you watch building the Browns, they talked about this was kind of the succession plan uh, when it, when they looked at him as center. You mentioned Conklin and basically a restructured deal on the right-hand side. It'll be very interesting to see, uh, you know, exactly what he's able to do coming back. They say he's going to be ready to go full go by the time camp comes around. If it's up to me, I'm playing the young kid, uh, the young kids over on there. I'm maybe trying to rotate some guys in there and find if we can find a diamond in the rough. My goal is to to make sure Jack Conklin gets back to to full speed, ready to play, and he's ready to go game one. I think they'll maintenance him. I think they'll make sure that he makes it through camp, and that's the, that's the objective to get him back at at that level. Also, want to see Jedrick Wills. We haven't mentioned him much this year, but Jedrick Wills, top ten pick, uh, guy left tackle, struggled a little, little bit, had the injuries last year. We also want to see Jedrick Wills get to the season scot-free we don't want to see any little nagging injuries and we want to see what he can really do and see if he can kind of go back to his rookie years when, when he played pretty solid 
Last year injured a little bit. It's very tough on an offensive lineman when you have any lower body uh, situations because when you got lower body injuries, that means you're, you're going against uh, pass rushers on left and right side that can use the speed, that can use you, get you off balance, can use the bull rush. So, so your lower base, it's all about your kick slide. It's all about your stability and, and sitting back in a chair, like they like to say, and, and, and making sure you can, you can block these defensive ends that are trying to run a hoop, co- turn the corner, and get to the quarterback. So for what we're looking at here, the Cleveland Browns have all the makings of being a dominant front. However, you got to go do it. You can't you can't just lean on rest on your laurels. If you're going to be known as one of those guys like, you know, the hog hogs unit with the with the um, Washington Redskins back in the day. If you want to be known as one of those stalwart lines where people are moving people as the old Dallas Cowboys, Larry Allen, Nate Newton, those guys. If you want to be known as some of those teams, you got to be able to plug some guys in, still keep the ball rolling. And you already know what uh, Batonio and Teller is going to give you. They're going to give you grade A, you know, work offensively as far as run blocking and pass blocking. So really, really excited to see what they're going to do. And they're going to have to keep Jacoby Brissett from from getting pressure. So that means, hey, we got to if we got to max protect a few times. Hey, if we got to, you know, slide protect, do what we need to do, because it's not going to be able to extend the plays like Deshaun Watson does. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing w- which one of these uh, Nick Harris, especially Jedrick Wills, Conklin. Those are my where I'm looking at with the offensive line. I'm in agreement with you here. And, you know, as great as this unit looks to potentially be, you certainly have some questions here. Will Nick Harris prove to be, uh, you know, a capable replacement to J.C. Treader. I think with the tackles, the question is all just about health. You know, Jedrick Wills, to his credit, was able to play through it last year. Um, and impressive times. You know, obviously there's going to be some times against some guys who were just elite where Jedrick Wills was maybe, you know, obviously was certainly limited in his athletic ability, you know, due to the high ankle sprain. Uh, Jack Conklin, um, the, the thing with Jack Conklin is there is great Jack Conklin and then there is Jack Conklin either dinged up or out. Jack Conklin, when he's dinged up, is not the player. And it, it, it's one of these things where, you know, Jack Conklin is built more like an athlete than he is a traditional offensive lineman. So when he's a little bit dinged up, it takes a lot away from his play than maybe it does some other guys. Um, but, you know, if you just need one reference why you need Jack Conklin to be the Jack Conklin, it's TJ Watt coming off the you know right tackle side. You know, the two times you're going to have to play Pittsburgh, obviously we know the nuisance, the menace he was against the Cleveland Browns last year for Jack Conklin uh, to be able to return to his you know top level, his all-pro level of play. It's a huge, huge factor for the Browns here in 2022, certainly needed. Um, I think Jedrick Wills with health, I think people are going to see that the Browns, their selection of him at 10th overall in 2020 was more than okay. Jedrick Wills, as long as he is healthy, he is going to, to evolve and take that step into being considered one of the better left tackles in the NFL. We're going to flip it over here to the interior of the defensive line. We've all been doing this for years now for the Cleveland Browns. These are the guys you got to target in the draft. Six foot three, 335. Look at these free agents. Up, up, up. And you want to know what? Um, I think we all feel like we're a little bit in tune with it, what Andrew Barry and Coach Stefanski want to do. Um, at the end of the day, though, this is uh, one dog that essentially won't hunt for the Browns front office. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk bar flavor you love in a deliciously Chewy marshmallow covered in 1% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. 
But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. They are low calorie. They're low in sugar, high in protein, and they are all delicious. The coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is most certainly good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, when you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps, number 15, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15. Welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. Jeep Bush in the building. Jeff Lloyd on the bu- in the building. Make sure you guys go ahead and hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Very important, man. Uh, just to do both, man. Just, just to get that like button. It really pushes our our content out to uh, other people that may be able to see uh, other Browns fans that may not understand or learn or know that this is the best Browns podcast in the game. Help us get that word out there. Continue to support us on YouTube. Continue to support us um, wherever you find your podcast at. We thank you for the growth and success that we had so far, but season is coming up. Training camp is coming up. And if you really want to, if you really want to stay up on all the latest, make sure you go ahead and follow us as well. And watch me on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Make sure you do that. See, I'm double plugged in. You can also <laughs> listen to me on, on the Odyssey app, too. That, I'm everywhere. Odyssey app, 92.3 The Fan, every single Saturday, uh, 8 to 12. You can find me every single day on you know, uh, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You can find me there as well. And, and that will be uh, anywhere you can find your podcast as well. So I'm all over the place. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe and get to it, man. Uh, Jeff, let's get to these defensive linemen, man. It just seems like for, since the beginning of the time, we've been wanting um, a guy like, uh, you, you know, the, the big Sam Adams or, or the big Tony Saragusa. Rest in peace to, uh, to Tony Saragusa. Just tragically Absolutely. passed away as well. Um, one of the one of the big lovable characters in in the league, man. We always loved um, actually his game and what he brought to the to the broadcasting booth as well. But we've always we've already always wanted those big tandems. Remember the Williams um, twins in uh, in, in Buffalo, um, Pat Williams, uh, Kevin Williams. Like we love those type guys that can kind of stuff it up, uh, two gap the thing take up double teams so you can't move to your linebackers. And, and we've always wanted that, but we've never really quite got it. And even when we tried, it just didn't work out. Uh, uh, Danny Shelton, boy, I tell you, Danny Shelton, we thought, I'm like, oh, they got the big six foot two, 335, 340 pound Danny Shelton. You're like, all Danny Shelton does is jump on piles. I've never seen this man tackle nobody by himself. He's jumping on the pile, and we were still getting destroyed, giving up 200 yards on the ground every single week. That's not what it is, man. Nowadays, what people want to do is you need to get pass rush at all of your positions. You still want your three techniques. You still want your nose tackle to be able to give you some sort of 
a, a, a move or maybe a counter move. At least give him a rip. A rip will always work. You know, he may not be able to get the, the speed rush stuff off, but a hey, bull rush, push pull, rip moves, uh, you know, up and under moves. We need athleticism in, the, in that middle because the way the league has moved, the way the league is, is kind of morphed into a passing league, you're not so much worried about teams just lining up in eye formation and running it all the way down the field. There's a couple teams that are running a lot. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Tennessee Titans are running a lot. Uh, you know, uh, the the Indianapolis Colts run the football a, 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 a fair amount. But for the most part, teams are throwing this football. You know, third and, you know, second and five is a passing down. Third and three is a passing down. Everybody is moving the ball around. And when you got an opportunity to have two, one of the best deep, athletic, most gifted defensive ends in Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, you just want a little something for what you got inside. You just want a little wiggle, a little pass rush ability, get upfield, disrupt some stuff. And, and, and that could give you an opportunity to get some sacks because those guys are going to be collapsing the pocket. All you got to do is have rush integrity, stay where you need to be and get there. So I, I think this is a situation where right now we're still looking. And now if I was if I was a uh, guy to say, where where are we looking to find somebody that's willing to step up? It's a glaring issue with the defensive tackles. We're still looking for one. All those guys they drafted in the third round, they've been on the roster. We're looking for one of y'all to step up, take the positions by the horn and never look back. It might be a committee issue, a committee thing going into it, but I, I still think they're still looking for a, a defensive tackle, especially that one that could pass rush. This is where it gets difficult. Um, and I know we've all done this, you know, for the last few offseasons. You know, everybody tries to get together, you know, predict free agents that the Browns should have interest in, predict obviously draft choices that the Browns should have interest in. And we keep looking for this six foot three, three hundred and thirty pound guy. And for the two years that this team has been constructed the way they are. The only time they even dabbled into a player like this was Andrew Billings. 2020, Andrew Billings oddly, uh, obviously opted out, uh, you know, due to, I believe Andrew Billings has asthma. So I believe that was the reason he opted out of 2020. Uh, 2021, it was, you know, he showed up here and, you know, the Browns figured, hey, this is a guy we had on a one-year deal. Um, you know, we have promised that he can be part of this. Never went well. Um, was outplayed by basically every defensive tackle on the roster that the Browns had. Um, in 2021, you know, certainly didn't help that in that time they had signed Malik Jackson. Uh, they had um, discovered Malik McDowell, you know, after all those years, Malik McDowell being away from the game. Um, those guys surpassed him. Um, certainly a Jordan Elliott surpassed him. Um, and then once they decided they wanted to start playing Tommy Togiai, guess what? Andrew Billings was gone. Um, but, and I agree with you totally on the way the, the, this is the way the game is played here. For the Browns to bring in that guy, and if that guy were to ever be successful for the Browns, the six foot four, 330 pound defense tackle, he's going to be a one snap player. He's going to play on first and 10. He's going to play in goal line. That's it. There's going to be no other time a player like that is going to be on the field. This defense is predicated on speed, intelligence, athleticism. Um, even for me now, I think maybe Tommy Togi, I could be a guy that could step up here in the defensive tackle room in 2022. Tommy Togiai is barely 300 pounds. It depends whether you caught him after lunch or dinner, whether or not Tommy Togiai weighs around 300 pounds. But he's right in that same mix with Taven Bryant. He is right in that same mix with Jordan Elliott. And this is where, you know, you review these players. We've been trying to do this forever for the Browns. I've been trying to do it since the entire years I've covered this team and even going back to Danny Shelton. Yes, um, it's it's just not the way this unit functions. And if currently the way the AFC is um, basically, again, where it is basketball on grass, 
And it's not even the old NBA of the 1990s where we're going to smack you in the mouth if you try to you know, go over the middle. Uh, certainly more of a finesse game, more of an athletic game. Um, and the Browns' belief is to get you know, the best 11 athletes you can get on the field for any given snap. Um, if we got to add an extra lineman for goal line, that's what we're going to do. We'll play three deep tackles. We'll play two defensive ends. And we'll go that route as opposed to having the one guy that can stop that situation. Um, all that being said, and I watch the Browns go out somewhere in the next 48 hours, bringing somebody away 340 and make us both look stupid. Uh, um, but it's not been the route this team has gone to this way. It is built on athleticism. It is built on speed. It's not the old traditional big anvil in the middle of the line. And even if they even went that route, the ideal scenario would that be that guy would maybe see seven to 10 snaps a game. So again, the Browns, the defense, Joe Woods theory, all it, it is based on athleticism. It is based on speed. And as Garrett mentioned to the Browns, um, you play defensive tackle for us. It ain't so much about whether or not you can snuff the run shortest route to sack the quarterback is coming from the interior, not from the outside. And if you can do that, you can play for Joe Woods. We're going to continue here. We're going to play the what if card. Deshaun Watson does maybe get a one year suspension. I've got a list here of some NFL quarterbacks who are currently free agents. Um, I don't believe the Browns think Josh Dobbs is somebody that could take meaningful reps for them. Um, the other thing is, is if you know it's going to be a full year, Jacoby Brissett, you know, I'd say you'd maybe want a lot of competi- little competition in here. We'll get to that in just one second. Again, as always, we appreciate all of you who make Locked on Browns your first listen. Favorite podcast app, again, five-star ratings. Uh, make sure you subscribe following the show. YouTube closing in on 1,200 subscribers. Let's keep that number jumping up here, up and through the weekend. Of course, into next week, we appreciate everybody who's made the switch over here and enjoying all the new coverage here on YouTube. Just another way for us to get you guys the best possible Cleveland Browns information that we can. Locked on Browns podcast back at it again. Jeff, we talk about this all the time. If Jacoby Brissett is going to play a certain amount of games, what level of faith does the Cleveland Browns Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski have been Jacoby Brissett. And even more than that, Josh Dobbs behind him, right? So you you look at this team, and we, we've talked about it all offseason. We've got into it and said, hey, look, this team has enough weapons that they should still be competitive in terms of the offensive line we just went over. We talked about how, how the running game and the running backs, we talked about that yesterday. Make sure you guys go check out that video. You haven't. We did a running back preview. Um, it was yesterday we talked about the running back room and why the Browns running back running back room is going to be the mo- the best most elite group in the league next year. So we talked about that. Um, but the thing is, if you have all the pieces and parts, you got a defensive, you got a dominant pass rush, you got a lockdown corner, you got some nice athletes in safety, uh, athleticism and linebacker. What do you need in order to keep yourself afloat? If if Deshaun Watson is gone for more than eight games, God forbid he's gone the whole year, right? What is your contingency plan? So you have a list of some people that you want to go over, uh, and, and we're going to discuss uh, as potential, I guess, uh, you know, backup plans, plans that that we might want to go around and, and explore in terms of whether or not we need to bring somebody else new in here. And so you got the names available. First things first. And, you know, we're doing this scenario based on the what if. Um, and you know what? The Browns could view Jacoby Brissett as a fine guy to have for six games, a fine guy to have for eight games. But if you're viewing this for 17 and it's not a knock on Jacoby Brissett, you also have to bring the health factor into the scenario. Even if the Browns at the end of the day, 
are comfortable with running 2022 with Jacoby Brissett, what's then the plan B? He's the plan B to Deshaun Watson. What would be the plan B? God forbid something happened to Jacoby Brissett. Some names currently that are free agents. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick has retired. Um, to you kick, you know, I, Ryan Fitzpatrick loves Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so if there was a scenario where the Browns said, hey, Ryan, you know, one last year under the sun, this is a team with legitimate playoff aspirations. You know, can you maybe wait a year on that uh, Thursday night gig that you're eyeing up here? And maybe we can, instead of uh, covering Thursday night football, maybe you can be a part of it. Um, Cam Newton, you certainly don't think that in any way, shape or form, Cam Newton wants to be done with the NFL. Weird scenario when he went back to Carolina last year because, you know, the team was floundering. Um, but this would be a position where Cam Newton's not going to be asked to do a ton. Certainly something to entertain. Uh, Mike Lennon's a free agent. Uh, Garrett Gilbert obviously has ties to Cleveland. Spent some time here in 2018 and 2019. If you try to go that route, I mean, I do remember their start he had for the Dallas Cowboys a few years ago. Over 300 yards. Had a heck of a day. But is this somebody that you could maybe say would be contention-wise? Maybe could, you know, A, give you what Brissette does if he, you know, Brissett couldn't start for some reason whatsoever. Some names to consider, Josh Rosen. Now, to think about where this class is, you know, remember, it was Josh Rosen. It was Sam Darnold. It was Baker Mayfield. It was Josh Allen. It was Lamar Jackson. Everybody thought, man, the NFL is getting a class of five really, really good quarterbacks. Josh, Ros Josh Rosen currently doesn't have a home. Baker Mayfield sitting here in limbo in Cleveland. Sam Darnold's pretty much in the same situation in Carolina. And you've had Lamar Jackson, who's won an MVP, and Josh Allen, who looks like he's certainly competing one day to win an MVP in the NFL himself. So crazy how that class certainly worked out. And I'm actually going to give you two actual trade candidates uh, for quarterbacks as well with this list. You have Nick Foles, who's going to go back up Matt Ryan in Indianapolis this year. Nick Foles, uh, you know, at, you know, the, the Super Bowl season, you know, in Philly where he jumped in for Carson Wentz certainly speaks for himself. Never really got a legitimate opportunity after that. Some of the opportunities he got didn't work out so great. So maybe a player like Nick Foles in that scenario is something you would you know want to look into. You would certainly want to ponder. And final one would be, interestingly enough, here Andy Dalton down in New Orleans. Obviously, New Orleans is going to you know most likely run with Jameis Winston. They've got the whole uh, you know scenario with the tight end quarterback that they're paying a bazillion dollars to, which just is absolutely bizarre. But do you say to Andy Dalton, "Hey, thirty-four years old, you've got the experience. You certainly played in playoff games. We need somebody to come up here and you know either push Jacoby Brissett." or help this team, you know, get to what we think can be a playoff run, even though we don't have Deshaun Watson in 2022. A lot of those names, uh, some of them are a little intriguing. Um, you know, it's so crazy that, you know, Josh Rose and I, I go back to the listener and, and take a look at what he was coming out of UCLA. Man, they was calling him like Anakin Skywalker or something. You were the, <laughs> the chosen one. You are the chosen one. Yeah, listen, bro, you he just got out here and was looking crazy. Was terrible with the Cardinals. They was like, yeah, we, we're going to go get Kyler Murray. Then was with the Dolphins, and they're like, mm, yeah, we're going to get you up out of here too. So, uh, you know, some of those names are really funny. Fitz Magic, uh, he's like 96. Uh, I, I, he just keeps coming back. I will say this. Fitz Magic can give you four touchdowns a game, but he can give you six interceptions that same game, and he'll still come out here slinging. So, He's part of that old school gunslinger, uh, you know, wild, wild west, shoot him out type guy. So, um, but one of the names I, I'm looking at, and I've already talked about it. If if it push come to shove, 
I mean, I would not mind going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's available, you got Trey Lance out there. Obviously, they're moving on from him. Obviously, they they made, you know, if you're first round pick and they, they moved up to get him, he's going to play this year. So you look at, he's a little more expensive than Baker. We talked about it before, like, hey, could you trade a, a Baker Mayfield for Jimmy Garoppolo? Could that be a possibility of doing something? Uh, I, I think the Browns wouldn't mind taking uh, a couple extra million dollars if there was a swap with uh, with the 49ers. Here's the problem. If you're a 49ers, if you're a 49ers organization, the worst thing you can just about do is put Baker Mayfield behind Trey Lance. That's that's dev- like, come on. I mean, he's going to Baker Mayfield has a Tebow following you. You're going to put him out there and then five, six weeks into the season, people are going to be clamoring to see a hey, Trey Lance. He's running the read option out here. You got a guy in Baker Mayfield, former number one overall pick. Yeah, they're going to start chanting for him earlier and, and that's not going to work. So I, I think that's the only reason it won't work in, in, in with the 49ers because it'd be dumb to put Baker Mayfield behind somebody and, and ask him to hold a clipboard and, be supportive. That's not his thing. He's <laughs> he's not one of those guys that is out here being supportive and being and, and just saying, "Hey guys, how you how do you feel about this?" No, he's going after it. So uh, I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I like uh, you know Cam Newton is an interesting one too. Um, he had a he had a terrible little outing uh, with, with the Panthers. He do look terrible with the Patriots. Uh, it, it, he's lost a step. You know he was never. I think he's been losing about a step and a half a year. So he's no longer, <laughs> yeah, he's no longer running away from people. He was never that agile, but Cam used to be able to go. He took a lot of hits younger when he was younger in his career. And another thing too, when he had that elbow or excuse me, shoulder injury, man, I, he just, I don't think he can throw the ball very well anymore. Like he, sh- it looks like he shot putting the ball. So um, I, those are all intriguing names. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they do bring in another guy, depending on how they feel about Josh Dobbs. But if 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 they're not going to be out for the uh, – Deshaun Watson's not out the whole year, I think they'll just eventually go with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Look, if, Jaco- if Deshaun Watson, you know, eight, eight – look, if everybody wants to say a season – and so you split it and look, and everybody's starting to see the reason the NFL wanted to settle is they realize some things may come up in this hearing hearings that are going to favor Deshaun Watson, which is going to put the NFL in a really, really difficult position here. Um, if it's not the entire season, it's going to be Jacoby Brissett's team to run. This was just a scenario to play, say, hey, it's 17 games. Um, and regardless, if it's 17 games without Deshaun Watson, you've got to have two quarterbacks to man through it. Now, I'm just not sure that the Browns believe Josh Jobs. Uh, is capable of that. Got to a bunch here today, of course, talked about you know the Browns offensive line, as great as it looks, certainly a couple of question marks, health, um, and of course the newness for Nick Harris. Um, you know, trying to find the, you know, the big mammoth mountain of a man for the interior of the Browns defensive line. Let's just stop doing it because that that's just not going to happen. And of course, the scenario of, you know, what would we do if you know it the inevitable Deshaun Watson were to have be be given, I should say, a one-year suspension. He is Garrett Bush, uh, 92.3 The Fam, barbershop every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. I do I, I do not know how Garrett keeps a voice going for seven days straight. There's got to be something in the tea that Garrett drinks or something over there, but Garrett keeps that voice oh-so-choice for the entire week long. The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, Monday through Friday on YouTube. 
Um, you know, Garrett and the crew obviously guest rolling in every single day. You get the perfect mix of you know sports information, sports takes, and obviously just a little fun with everybody involved. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out, of course. Make sure you're following at GBush91. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. And show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Again, everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform, follow, subscribe to the show, leave those ratings and reviews, please and thank you. And YouTube, where we're closing in on about 1,200 subscribers to this point, cannot be more thankful. And of course, certainly not satisfied, but appreciate everybody as you know we take the show here to another level. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.